the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Well, I found this quite encouraging. And uh, I'm always looking for something encouraging in the evangelical world. And uh, sadly, it um, it's kind of hard to find sometimes. Well, this is encouraging news from e- evangelicalism. Hey, welcome to Bobberty Live. This is the 5 o'clock hour. My telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Uh, I have said this often. The devil lives in the extremes, Okay. I don't care what topic, what subject, if you can get. If the devil can get us to go from one extreme to the other, then he wins. Every topic, every subject. It is so especially true in standards and morality. Okay? Standards and morality. And as everything else, we have two extremes— I was raised in one of those extremes. It's called legalism. Now, some would say, well, that was fundamentalism. Uh, Not really. Fundamentalism simply means you believe in the fundamentals of the faith. That's all it means. And I am a fundamentalist because I believe in the fundamentals of the faith. So if you were a fundamentalist, you you were just considered to be a legalist. And that's not true. Legalism in its extreme has a very strict code of conduct. Do's and don'ts, do's and don'ts, do's and don'ts. You have a strict dress code. There are places you can go, you can't go. And the emphasis is, if you do do all these things, and you don't do all of those things— then you will be spiritual. Your spirituality is determined by what you do, what you say, what you don't do, what you don't say. Well, that is an unbiblical extreme. Keeping a list of do's and don'ts does not make you spiritual. However, if you are truly spiritual, there are a whole lot of things you don't want to do. And you won't do, because it doesn't honor God. We are called to holiness. That's still in the Bible, by the way. It hasn't been taken out. We are still called to a holy life. We are still told, Come ye out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. Yes, we are to be different from the world. Our appearance is to be different. Our language is to be different. The places we go, the things we do, the music we listen to, the things we watch should be different from the world. 
But the motivation is what's so important. We don't do that in order to become spiritual. We don't do that in order to please God or to gain God's love. We live a life of holiness because God already loves us, and we do it out of gratitude. All right? So there is the extreme of legalism. Can't do this, can't do this, can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. That's what I grew up with. And by the way, I did fine. Didn't ruin me. Didn't destroy me. In fact, it gave me a good set of foundations for morally. Uh, Did my church go to the extreme in some areas? Yeah. Yeah, it did. It did. Did it really hurt me? No, not really. Not really. Now, what is the opposite extreme? License. Phony grace. Fake grace. False grace. Because we're saved by grace, God doesn't care how you live, where you go, how you talk. It doesn't make any difference because you're saved by grace. So if you look like the world, live like the world, talk like the world, go to every place that the world goes to, listen to the same kind of music, watch the same kind of movies, it's okay. It's not a big deal because we're not saved by works. We are saved by grace. That is an ungodly, demonic philosophy out of the pit of hell. And I honestly believe in the final analysis, it probably does more harm than the other extreme of legalism. I really do. Well, the pendulum in evangelicalism has been moving really quickly from legalism to license. It is rare to find a legalistic church today. Oh, there's still some out there, but they're rare. But a church that practices license? You go to the church on Sunday, you would swear that you were some kind of secular concert. There's nothing spiritual about it. There's nothing to set it apart. When you look at the people of the church and the people they work with, the people they live next door, there's no difference, none whatsoever. There is no way, outwardly speaking, to know that they are a child of God at all. The pendulum has swung in that direction. Now, in the middle is biblical liberty. Paul says, I can do anything, but not everything is expedient. I can do any—I am not— forbidden to do this or this, but there are a whole bunch of things that are just not good for me, Paul said. And so Paul said he chose to not do this and not do that or go here or go there. And there was all the debate about eating meat offered to idols and all of that stuff and so forth. And in the middle is license, where it's not I have to, I choose to. I choose to limit the places that I go and the music that I listen to and the movies that I watch. I choose because I'm called to a higher standard. I don't want to offend other people. I don't want to offend the weaker brother. And I want to honor God in everything I say, everything I do. I make choices 
I don't have to be like the world because my identity is not being accepted by the world. My identity is who I am in Christ. That's my identity. So if I go to work and everybody's talking about that R-rated movie that is so popular, and I didn't go because I'm not going to sit and listen to and watch profanity and nudity. I'm just, I'm not going to do that. That doesn't honor God. I'm not going to offend my conscience. But I'm not going to be embarrassed because everybody else went and I didn't because my identity is not whether people at work like me or accept me. My identity is in Christ. That is liberty. Being different, being separate from the world, but not weird. God has not called us to weirdness. Weirdness is not a spiritual gift. I've said this many times before. I've known a whole lot of Christians through the years who honestly believe they have the spiritual gift of weirdness. And they were so weird they could never win anybody to Christ because they were just weird. And they thought they were being godly. Hey, they weren't being godly. They were just being weird. Somewhere in the middle is this balance. Now, I had no intention of going off on that because I want to get to this story that prompted this. So if you have stuck with me this long, hang with me, all right? And I want to get to this story because it's encouraging in the world of evangelicalism. Some actual balance in moral issues. Yeah, I hope I've piqued your um, curiosity. Hang with me. We'll be right back. Radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. All right. I spent I spent 15 minutes laying the foundation for why I want to deal with this next story. I've been incredibly concerned about the slide of evangelicalism away from biblical, moral standards. And yes, we're not legalistic, but we should have moral standards. Um, oh boy, I, no, I'm not going to get... Um, Christian men and women should dress differently from ungodly pagan men and women, and it should carry over to our worship. I'm not talking about unsaved people. They don't know any better. But people who love and honor Christ? Okay, I know another time I'll go there, but not, not right now. But in so many evangelical circles, pastors, churches are afraid to take any kind of stand on moral issues. 
because they don't want to offend anybody, and they, uh, you know, they want nickels and noses. They, uh, you know, we we can't be offensive. Hey, listen, the gospel is offensive because the gospel confronts you with the fact that you are a sinner. All right, anyway, so it is wonderful to find something encouraging on the moral level in evangelical churches. And here is the headline that prompted this whole tirade. Headline, most evangelical pastors say sports betting is morally wrong. Survey reveals ahead of Super Bowl. Yes, 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 amen, hallelujah, a majority of evangelical pastors are willing to say sports betting is immoral. It is wrong. Yes! The uh, survey comprised 1,004 pastors, Protestant pastors and Catholics, found that of the pastors surveyed, only 13% support the nationwide legalization of sports betting. 13%. Yeah, I am surprised at that. But the good news, 55% these are, uh, this is specifically evangelicals. 55% consider the practice morally objectionable. Um... Well, no, that was pastors in general. Okay, I want to make sure I report this correctly. That's pastors in general. Now we get down to evangelicals. Okay, the study found that ethical and religious arguments from the core of pastoral opposition and evangelical pastors, 62% of evangelical pastors said sports betting is morally wrong. 62%. Mainline Protestant pastors... 50%. Now, I'm shocked that one half of liberal mainline Protestant pastors think that sports betting is morally wrong, but even that's encouraging. Uh, Then when you get into denominations, of all the denominations surveyed, Baptists were the most opposed. 65% of all the Baptist pastors surveyed felt that sports betting was morally wrong. Non-denominational pastors, 63%. Lutheran, eh, 42%. Presbyterians, 46%. So the good news, uh, 62% of evangelical pastors, it's wrong. It's morally wrong. Now, the next story that I have in my stack is an indication of just how serious this is. This is from CBS, obviously a secular left-wing source. Headline, Young Gamblers Place Sports Bets While Showering, Wager Away Student Loan Money, and Addiction Therapist Warns. It's a four-page article from CBS News indicating the explosive problem of young people and sports betting. 
the largest growth of sports betting are those 25 to 34. A sports gambling addiction specialist said, quote, I have patients who gamble in the shower. I have patients who gamble before they get out of bed in the morning. I have patients who gamble while they are driving. There are absolutely no guardrails anymore. The sports books and the commercials and the leagues themselves are making it look so cool to gamble and risk your money. Again, quoting, the early effect has been billions in revenue for gambling companies, leagues, and state governments with a fresh tax stream. It is, it is hooking particularly young people. Because you don't have to go to a casino. You can do it on your phone. You can do it a dozen times, a hundred times a day. And not only do you do you bet on a game, you can bet on a single play, a single player, uh, a single quarter in a football game, uh, a single series in a football game, or a basketball game, or whatever. And it is getting absolutely out of hand. And young people are becoming addicted to sports gambling more than any other demographic group. Quote, according to a new Siena College poll, the majority of online bettors are now young men, and half of them admit they're betting more than they should. Yeah. More than half of them say, yeah, yeah. I'm betting more than I should. And I, I've said it before. The uh, the whole sports media, sports TV, sports radio should be ashamed of themselves. They are driving this thing. If you listen to sports radio at all, it is saturated with betting, 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 betting. It's cool. No, it's not cool. Please remember, every kind of betting is completely dependent on losing. Don't be a loser. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.